should be a fantastic evening. I'm so happy. We just got ice, sleet, and snow, so Pottery's real happy on the natural. <laughs> now we're going to transfer to the supernatural tonight. And Hey, our, our beautiful evening's talk is going to be about break the bloom. I hope that touches every single person listening and who will listen in the future because I believe we all have many of those seasons or moments that become an aha moment in, in the practical sense. And also we get to live through it to see a brand, a new season show up. So I'm very happy to present Susie and Dr. Liz Liza with us tonight and just to hear their hearts, to hear their stories. And I'm sure we'll all be related to, you know, our own journey or somewhat related to that. So Susie, could I ask you to open up with prayer for us tonight? Sure. Everybody just take that deep breath, coming fully present, breathing in all the love that is ever, ever, ever waiting to fill us. Beloved one, as we have been powerfully and unexpectedly baptized into a time of great change, (laughs) where inner and outer storms rage strongly, where that which once served, once was acceptable, once was good enough, is being challenged, uprooted, broken, or broken open, you are our strength, our refuge, and our guide. We surrender to you our confusions, our pain, our fear, and our reluctance. And we open ourselves to receive your grace in new ways, new forms, and with deeper trust and deservability. We allow you to break us open, knowing you will resurrect our hearts, our lives, our faith, and our offerings in ways that are better aligned with our divine blueprint and that of humanity. And it is with deep humility and profound gratitude that we surrender and we empty until we are filled only, only, only with the truth of who we are. And as that truth, we remember as A Course in Miracles states, nothing real can harm us and nothing unreal exists. Therein lies the peace of God. And it is with this peace that we fill our hearts to overflow so it becomes our offering with each and every heartbeat and breath. So be it. Amen. Amen. What a powerful blessing that was. Thank you, Susie. I know you always have a a rich blessing within you. Over the years, (laughs) uh, we've become really good friends, ministers, Mm -hmm. co-ministers. The idea is just sharing what's within us and our stories. I really believe help transform not only my life, our community's life, the world as we touch. Such a beautiful thing. And, hey, almost 25 years with us, we might be growing a little bit gray, <laughs> at least with my hairs. So, but the wisdom does come through, does it not? You know? Yes. Wow. Mm-hmm. Dr. Liza, so happy to have you with us tonight. Thank you so much, Padre, for including me. Thank you so much. 
You're welcome. I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit. I'd like to maybe sure. throw people under the bus right away so you get <laughs> used to it. I don't know anything about that. <laughs> <laughs> Liza, when yeah. you got the invitation to co-host with Susie and I, what was your first positive reaction? <laughs> <laughs> oh, well... I'm so glad you asked because it was really a process of feeling worthy of receiving your ask. And I I probably asked for support from five people. And basically I realized I was asking for permission to accept it. Yeah. Mm, That's beautiful. Yeah. So I really, you know, we are an incredible student body at Celebrating Life and I, I just feel so honored to represent, you know, the the group of us, the wisdom that all of us working so deeply and intimately with God. So thank you. Mm. Thank you for including me. You're welcome. You know, when the Holy Spirit gave me the this title, Break the Bloom, then I asked the second question, uh, who do you want to help with that? Susie was the first name that came forward. And then I just kept pondering and, you know, over the names of all my community. And then you lit up and it's like, oh, I think that's a match, <laughs> you know. So it's like, okay. It's not like, well, it's like picking a rabbit out of the hat, you know. It's just yeah. you never know what comes, but I learned to obey that still small voice. And you happen to be one of those that, okay. And you said yes, because I do respect people who could not because of circumstances or whatever that might be. And then we'll move on to the second choice. But so happy that you're with us. But I think this oh, is such a rich, a rich title or theme. I think I'm going to start with Susie tonight. And Susie, when that theme came to birth, so to speak, you probably lived that five times already in your lifetime, more and more. <laughs> so, yes. so where do you want to start in your journey? Or how would you describe in your language, lingo, break the bloom you know what does that mean to you well it means that for me maybe for many of us that we're not always so gracious to just say okay (laughs) Okay. and just step into it and let go of everything that no longer serves without resistance because uh, it's the resistance that causes pain. It's really not the change. It's the resistance yeah. to change. And so that I still go through the process, breaking yeah. to, to bloom, having to be broken open. And I think it's those, you know, we need the reminders and the supports and the guides to stay in divine flow. And sometimes just like a seed is housing so much beautiful life and possibility and grace. Because how does a seed grow without grace? You know, it needs sunshine, yeah. and we know that, and it needs other things. <laughs> but I could plant a stone in the ground, and it's not going to grow with sunshine <laughs> and, and, and soil and water, right? right. So mm-hmm. there's, there's, there's yeah. something of the God force that's more alive. I think it's also in the stone, but more alive in the right. seed to reach its potential. And, and all the seeds have to crack open in order to, to become what their divine yeah. blueprint. Because even, I am not the best gardener. 
I live with a beautiful gardener, <laughs> but I am not the best gardener. And sure. she is incredible, but she doesn't hold that divine blueprint that's in mm. that seed. She just is the midwife to bring it out, yeah. which I think is one of, that's your role with our community. You, you've done that a number of times with and for me. <laughs> to, You're welcome. To midwife something new and to, to let yeah. something go. And Mm -hmm. there's one thing, when I was looking at all of this, when you introduced us to the title, and I know Liz is going to talk, I think, uh, she had presented some beautiful thoughts. And I just want to say that, Lisa, that what you sent in response to the inquiry that Padre sent out to us was so beautiful that there Mm -hmm. was not one resonant tone of I can't step into this. It was so beautiful. Mm. And thank you. And I know you're gonna talk about that, about seeds and things. So after reading what you wrote, I was looking at other ways to take examples from nature. And one the one that I really wanted to share tonight was what some people might say is an old story, the caterpillar becoming the butterfly, right? We all know it has yeah. to go in a chrysalis. And and I think many of us have heard the story of how if the chrysalis doesn't, uh, if the butterfly doesn't go through pain and struggle to get out of the yeah. chrysalis, it doesn't have what it needs, right, to, to mm-hmm. do its transformation successfully. But right. something else that I think is really speaks to the story of transformation that people may not know about the butterfly is that once it's in the cocoon or that chrysalis, it literally needs to digest itself. It releases mm. enzymes. Enzymes are, are like the spark plugs that, that, that catalyze every biochemical reaction in bodies. So, the caterpillar in that cocoon releases enzymes that literally dissolves itself. That if you cut open a cocoon or the chrysalis at, at that particular time, that phase, all you would see was liquid, goopy stuff. Like, wow, could I do that to myself? But guess what? <laughs> yeah. In, yeah, right? Inside right. that amorphous liquid are blueprints for and the ability needed to grow a body, wings, legs, etc., that get activated by that enzymatic soupy stuff. <laughs> and many wow. of the blueprints, they're called imaginal discs, actually existed mm. in the caterpillar but were dormant. And I love the saying, there was one caterpillar expert who said, some caterpillars walk around with tiny rudimentary wings tucked inside their bodies that you would mm. never know it by mm. looking at them. Wow. And I yeah. love that image, and I want us all to have that image of walking around with rudimentary wings tucked inside mm. our bodies, mm-hmm. waiting to mm. be developed mm-hmm. and revealed by what? By our willingness to surrender. Mm to yeah. dissolve, literally, right, mm-hmm. and to break yeah. open, often with pain, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, oh, yeah. we seem to, um, um, you don't have to do it with pain, so I'm told. Um, <laughs> but, you know. <laughs> yeah. But I missed that metamorph many times. 
the limitations, the attachments that we create with the illusions of our five senses, you know, what we think mm-hmm. is real isn't real. And mm-hmm. what we're birthing is closer and closer to, you know, or more and more the expression of the eternal. Mm-hmm. I'm just so grateful that we have midwives and, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, doulas and, mm-hmm. to, to, and, and celebrating life and communities like this to support us and give us the strength and courage and the reminders and sometimes the mirrors of, oh, of this sacred process. I mean, you're well known to be a midwife for those having a cancer experience, you know, and how much you carry them through that process because it's all about fear. It's all about dying. It's all of that, that stuff that we get caught up in. And to have right. someone hold your hand through that process is huge. And I've known you've helped grace many people through that. So through the years that you studied yourself and make yourself known in that process, that journey for other people. You know, when you talked about the inner wings in there, you know, what came to me is like, well, we actually have like angel wings within us. Once we let go, we can allow the angels to lead us to this new place called peace, called a future for us. And each one is like another step that we need to take. And beautifully said, Susie, so much. And and I love what you already are sharing with us. And I hope people are taking notes tonight because I think there's going to be beautiful nuggets that are going to be shared that I think we either said, oh, I've been there, I've done that one, in a very positive sense, or I can learn from that. So, Elijah, what is your break to bloom what is your rendition of that can you tell us a little bit about that <laughs> oh sure my whole my whole life is probably <laughs> where I can be summarized <laughs> there that you one. go join our family yeah. <laughs> and oh that's just so beautiful Susie the the wings that we carry inside and and thinking about those and some wisdom that I recently received from from Bobby well I'll, I'll come back to that because It'll make so much sense, but I wanted to share a little bit. Let me find my quote here. I have a quote first. It's from Gabor Mate. He's one of the people who inspires me the most. He's a psychologist and a Buddhist. He's an addiction specialist, and he also was a baby during the Holocaust, though he's a Holocaust survivor. Mm. Wow. And And he writes, the essence of trauma is a disconnect from the self. Therefore, the essence of healing is not just uncovering one's past, but reconnecting oneself in the present. And we can, we can kind of rephrase this as the essence of trauma is a disconnect from inner communion with source. Therefore, the essence of healing is, just, is not just uncovering one's past, but reconnecting to our true union in God in each present moment wow. and sort of Beautiful. with that oh i know right i mean it's just mm-hmm. it's incredible yeah. yeah and so there were lots of ways that i could approach this because i've broken um I, you know i grew up in a difficult childhood i lost a partner to suicide and i personally broke open in a million pieces i've done years of therapy breaking and healing and and yet all of those are in some ways really kind of, if we're going to use the earth metaphor, like topsoil for this depth, this womb of inner communion, this fertile path 
of awakening to God that I'm that's that's what I really want to speak to and Susie it was your words that I hope you'll return to when you talk about your new writing that really inspired me to share more vulnerably and more personally tonight or today so when I came to CLM and I I didn't know how to do this all of this (laughs) I didn't understand it it didn't make sense to me wasn't yeah. did it look like the Zen community? It was a different aesthetic. Like the whole thing was like, wh- mm-hmm. where did I, where did I land? And um, <laughs> but but presence. Well, what is your what really, was your background, or what is your background? If you have a religious so background, I was raised culturally Jewish, and okay. but my father was really political, and so there was sort of no God in all of that. It was just mm, more okay. cultural. Sure. And then my yeah. mother's family come from a long line of faith healers, actually. Wow. And so these two really odd combinations <laughs> yeah. came together. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't stay together very There's long. A line <laughs> <of that. laughs> but, but so when I got there, I, I, it took me a while. I was pretty firm in, in my resistance, but eventually presence has a way. <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And... She, she broke down my defenses and bypassed, mm. you know, my resistance and my heart just really opened. And reality, as I understood it, just changed. My vision changed. I had been sick for years. I healed miraculously. I healed from Lyme and mold, kind of like what my dear Barbara had, had mentioned. Everything oh, began wow. to shift inside me. And wow. it was the community of gentleness and love it was like i had arrived in the holy spirit's nest with all these divine mm. chicks just like bursting mm. out of there oh. Ar- yeah. i know armoring so the call came and i answered and just like i have done everything in my life i kind of went big you know like i said <laughs> ego blaring you know i was sending poetry <laughs> and opinions and just like i did everything <laughs> yeah I understand that I know, but you were so polite at first. You kind of let me do that. <laughs> she's, re- she's referring to reports that uh, that are assigned that, you know, you read a book and you respond to that, which is a beautiful thing. I love reading those. <laughs> you, you did, but you, but you were, you, after a while, you were like, okay, enough of, you know, you can stop sending me poetry now. You could stop. You know, sending me ego. You can. You're winding soliloquies. That's enough of all of that. And I was. I don't know what that word means, of, but I agree with it. I that. know it's like a, a long, endless poem. It's your your personal hell realm. And so I. Um, <laughs> and so I tried. At first, I was offended. My ego hurt. Ow, ow. And and I wanted to be quitting, the program. You know, yeah. like I can consider quitting. Yep. But presence wasn't having any of that. And the deeper and more true knowing inside said, pause, there's learning here. He's not seduced mm. by you. He actually wants to know the truth under the topsoil. And wow. what I've, yeah, what I've come to learn, Padre, is that is actual, that's cosmic love. That's true love. That's God's love. Mm. Because... Even though I have a gift with words, no doubt, and I could be funny, yes, yes, it's all very yes. beautiful, and I still write poetry, you know, and I still <laughs> write papers, 
And Barbara right. still asks me to be more vulnerable. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that, she does. Yeah. yeah, she does. But that, that I know now that, that I trust in that. I trust in your guidance. I trust in your wisdom. I don't want to live on the topsoil. I want to experience mm. and know in every breath, in every present moment, this deeper union with God. And so there was this breaking into the depths of the cosmic womb, you know, the, that deep, rich, fertile soil. And Padre, we worked our way through to that, to we really did. grow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, our God seed. Yeah, well, I love you. I ha- you know, it's, just, <laughs> it's so beautiful. And I like where we are today, you know, and it had nothing to do with where you were back then. But for yeah. me to communicate with someone, I have to be honest. And so we honored yeah. each other. And, and, but it was a big risk to do that in the beginning because it was right away, yeah. you know. And it's just like, yeah. you know, because I can endure a lot. Not that poetry is bad for me. <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> once you stated it the way you did, I do have an understanding of that. So to me, it's my, the spirit within me is like, okay, yeah. we have to go deeper with this one. Because yes. God can give me an insight and, and I can allow it. Let's put it that way. Because like, we don't always speak the same language, but if the heart is there, we will. And so you're a beautiful example of that. And the, mm-hmm. the kindness that you showed me and the respect, that was so huge for me. So mm-hmm. I just say thank you for the gift of oh, yourself. It's beautiful. Thank you, Padre. Thank you. You know, and like anything, like Susie mentioned prior, you know, the whole thing about our resistance is really where the pain comes in at, the shift. And so when we take these risks of being rejected, not good enough, whatever it might be, it's always an opportunity to grow. And, and I think you and also Susie would concur with me is pretty much life, there's so much pain in it. And I think it's actually now a good thing. Before, in the beginning, of course, when you first recognize you have to go through something major, it's like, how am I going to get through this? And mm-hmm. now, four times, five times later, it's like, oh, I recognize <laughs> it now. And now mm-hmm. I know, you know what we all try to go around it, but eventually we know we have to go through it. Once mm-hmm. we do, it's so much less pain and more presence that carries us then, which is, I think, such a gift to each other. So, Susie, in your, not wild, vast <laughs> <laughs> okay. understanding of life itself and your journeys, I believe you talked about in Galatians, it says, it is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives within me, or that Christ consciousness. When do you think that's happened or that realization for me? Because we all have opportunities of being broken. And I don't know if we first accept the brokenness or it just happens and then we have a choice. And in that choice, all of a sudden it's like, okay, this could become a pathway for me for newer things. Have you experienced any of those in your life challenges? I have, but the one that comes to mind when you were just talking now with the pathway and celebrating life and how you got started, it brings to mind my experience with just being the willingness to be ordained. I I had resistance to this. When I came across the Celebrating Life community, which was just really forming at that time. Oh, yes. I didn't know it. Yes. I didn't know uh-huh. that I attended the first retreat. You know, I was called yeah, to you did. come to this event. Absolutely did. Uh, but yeah. at that time, I was in a different 
seminary, like a program to be, it was, it was a ministry program, but I went into the program with resistance to getting ordained. I just wanted mm. the knowledge. The teachers were incredible. Yeah. I was also raised in a, in a Jewish household. If you remember, I was, we, we joke about oh, yeah. this. I was the to- I was the token Jew. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the beginning you were. <laughs> That's true. And I Absolutely also have Holocaust true. history, by the way. My parents both came mm. from Germany, but so interesting that we're both wow. on this call tonight. You know. Yeah. But but so and I was also raised with religion was more a cultural thing than a religious thing. In fact, I once had a conversation with my dad. I asked him if he believed in God, and he said no. And I said, then why is it so important to go to temple? And, you know, I mean, at least on the high holidays oh, and certain wow. things. Sure. And it wasn't, it wasn't like to appease other people. That, like that had no place in there. Right. It was just important to him. So I asked him that, and he said, because, we pay the price to keep this culture alive. And it's important oh. to, to keep it and keep the rituals. And I had this aha moment at that time. This is before I started any of this. It's like, oh, wow. so you want religion without God, and I want God without religion. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it was a very, it was a That's really perfect. clean moment really with good. him. Mm-hmm, and, yeah. and so anyway, when I, when I was in this other seminary program, I said, can I be in this program but not get ordained? I had a real issue oh, yeah. with organized religion. And right, so right. They, my teachers for that program told me yes, but she had a funny look in her eye when she said yes. <laughs> so she knew something I didn't, right? But I didn't know that. And then I went to that right. first event with, with Ron, the first retreat. retreat. I think it was. And there were a lot of really sick people there because initially that was who Ron drew, you know, because because he was known as a healer. Mm -hmm. And and so and I wasn't ill. That's not been my pathway. (laughs) Like so many people who've come to celebrating life or anywhere on their path is through mm-hmm. the body challenges and the healing. Yeah. I, that's not, mm-hmm. I, I have other ones, thank you, not that one. And, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and so I we was going sitting, to. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we, so I'm sitting, I received my first communion from Ron, and I was oh, sitting there going, yeah. I wonder what I'm going to take away. I didn't doubt I was receiving, mm. but I wasn't going to have a physical right. healing that I would be aware of. And I was wondering mm-hmm. what would I receive. And I and about two weeks after the retreat was over, I started hearing this voice in my head saying, "You have to get ordained." And oh, like, wow. and I'm in this argument. I don't want to get ordained. <laughs> you have to get ordained. I don't want to wow. get ordained. So I mean, this went back and forth like a little kid, right? Which I was. Of in course. That way. Yeah. And I finally yeah. went to my teachers of the, you know, of this ministry program. And I said, look, supposing I wanted to get ordained, (laughs) where (laughs) am I in this program? I really had no idea because I wasn't trying to hit all of the requirements. I was taking the courses and classes that I wanted. And it turned Mm -hmm. out, you know, about six months. And and so, and that's when I knew, she knew all along that that was going to happen. I didn't. 
Mm-hmm. And so then I get ordained, and then I start hearing this voice, you have to have a ministry. I don't want a ministry. <laughs> I'm having the same, I'm having the You're same so argument. obedient to everything, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. And, uh, but, and then, so then came the ministry. Then Ron offered his training, and I knew I had to do that one. So the person who right. didn't want to be ordained has been through three, two seminary programs and a, <laughs> another right. organization. But so that was, th- those, that was really big because it opened up what Ron and Celebrating Life continues to do, and you were certainly an integral part because nothing would have run without you. And by the way, <laughs> uh, Lisa, Ron mm. was the master at getting rid of ego, much more so than <laughs> oh, Andre <yeah>. here. <laughs> and he, I don't know, he even had a field day with that before, and everybody would understand call, that but... new Ron. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know how many people... <laughs> Here, no, you know, had those experiences, but that was one of, I believe that was one of the things he had designed or he was designed to do was to shake up our egos, you know, like get rid of them. If you want to stay in the community, you had to drop it, you know, and some people did it. No, they left. (laughs) Literally. But yeah, yeah. And um, maybe we'll have a new requirement for our student program now. (laughs) <laughs> so you missed and, that one, and, Lisa, so now you can move beyond that. <laughs> but it was, it was what I was given that really opened the path and just dissolved the resistance was having an intimate relationship with a loving presence. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. been what allows, not always graciously, right. but that's what allows the surrender and the promise, I mean, the guarantee, in my book, it's a guarantee of resurrection into whatever mm. is next. You may not like it, and you may not even right. survive the body for it. There's yeah. no guarantee yeah. on that one either. Mm-hmm. But yeah. you know that we're on this journey and that it truly is a loving presence that created the seed that cracks open the seed, mm-hmm. that yeah. allows the leaves to fall when, the, when that lifespan or that seasonal span is over. Yeah. And without, without that knowing, and then being reminded at times when fear gets stronger, that who we are is eternal. And that, mm-hmm. that's, I don't know. I don't, I don't know why I'm really using the word guarantee. I don't usually use that word, but that's the promise. It's a fit. That, it fits. That, that, you know, that. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, no, go ahead. I said another word for me, um, using that, and I love the, the words you're using, Susie, is I call it devotion. When we hit a place of mm-hmm. presence that we can trust the person, God, angels, saints, light beings that are going to take us to that different place. When we hit that, then there's a, some, we know that we know someone's carrying us or moving us in that direction because almost by that time, we totally surrender. To, I don't know what to do anymore. And it's in that place that finally spirit can take it, in essence, can take us and move us forward. I know that as either happened or you've had that experience, Liza, can you share a little bit about devotion or that, the template for that? Yeah, yeah, I can. 
I, I, I talk about and feel into the concept of devotion in so many different ways. I mean, but kind of colloquially, I, it's like a staying with, you know, it's staying with the discomfort. It's staying with the difficulty. It's, it's a capacity to begin to build. Susie, what you're talking about, like it, it's hard sometimes. And our capacity, our devotion to that inner union is the staying with it this trust, this trust in that love, because it pulls us through. And the, the more that we can develop, I can kind of speak and I'll put my doctor hat on. Sure. The more that we, <laughs> that, you know, in therapy, most of the work is, is learning devotion, like devotion to our higher self, devotion to this inner union. We don't have to call it that. Devotion, right. the staying with the discomfort, our pain, our sadness, our grief, and a trust that we can move through it and it passes. And, you know, Miriam gave me a really beautiful metaphor for this earlier, a few months ago, about finding the center point, like a, like a ballerina finds a center point when they're spinning mm. around. We need to find that center point in God, in our inner God, our inner flame, yeah, because the world is spinning, like you, like you said, Susie, and it's mm. not going to stop, right? Yeah, it could be mm-hmm. our own psyches, it could be our health, it could be whatever, it could be the environment, this, these beautiful gardens that we're, you know, attending. It's spinning, but we need to find that center point. We need to find that devotional center point that carries us and allows us to begin to tolerate discomfort. Some people call it witness. There's lots of ways to speak about it. Mm. You know what I'm observing, and that's just beautiful, Liza, what you just said, because it's a, uh, my spirit is beaming right now with joy, mm. knowing, and here's a little reflection that you, the listeners, and myself are occurring simultaneously is, Susie, who's been with us probably from the beginning, like God, <laughs> in the beginning, but Susie, and here's <laughs> a new student into our program. And look at both wisdoms, the old and the new, coming in. And it's a beautiful bridge, you know, of all what we're going through, past, present, and then also future. But we're speaking in love. We're speaking with our truth, our wisdom that comes from the divine. But we're trying to live our er everyday lives in this moment and that center point, which Liza just talked about. And we're, for the Christian, we're into the season of Lent. And this, it's about a transformation. It's about dying to self. It's about tapping into the deeper or the mystery. And however you see that in your life, or how it's being presented today to you. How can you, and I don't say overcome, because it's like, we're going to get through this. We are, but it's really the spirit who helps us get there. We can do our own, you know, our practices, our meditations, taking our pills, doing our exercises, whatever that might be, but ultimately the one that gives us the breath, the one that allows us to breathe and to become that which God has called each of us to is really the outcome or just, I call it the stepping stones into present moment. It's about breaking of who we are and allowing now grace to step in to be bloomed into a a beautiful soul. And some people call it saints, mystics, avatars, healers, 
whatever that might be, we all have a special grace or multiple graces. Liza, you do have beautiful words. That's one of your gifts. Susie, mm-hmm. your wisdom that comes through is always amazing. And it's always in the natural and in the supernatural. So there's such beautiful bridges. And if you're looking for either a life coach, either one of these participants are amazing at their work. Take advantage of it because I know we're all listening to this and it's like something is stirring inside of each of us. And we just want to know God in a deeper way. We want to know ourselves. And I think that's Mm -hmm. sometimes the greatest mystery of the fear is know thyself. And I think we've all hit portions of that in our journey. And But when you can have a loving ear, a listening ear, or a listening heart, and actually hear yourself say these words, I'm afraid of, or I've been this, and it's so shameful. We just need to have that be released so actually then the spirit can just take a hold and just run with it. You know, we talk about that inner Christ light, you know, in all of us. And when do we experience it the most? Probably in our deepest fears or our pain. And eventually something illuminates and reminds us we're loved. Mm-hmm. And in that place, the healing takes place. The body responds in a magnificent way. Susie, in your another quote that came to my mind that you had written down was in Jeremiah 31, it says, I have loved you with an everlasting love. I have drawn you with unfailing kindness. I will build you up again. I think that's such a profound statement um, in the scriptures. There's a promise at the end of all this. It says, I, God, will build you up again. Can you speak about that in a little bit? Because I know you had many people that you have ministered to and helped through life challenges. And can you speak on that a little bit? Yeah. You know, I get to be witness to this, as probably all of us in this community have, either for ourselves or for a loved one, that it love, you know, there were times when I was doing, when I had more of a wedding ministry Every once oh, in yeah. a while, I would have a wedding. I would be doing a wedding, officiating a wedding for a couple that wanted a very personal wedding, but they didn't really believe in God. Oh, and the yeah. first time that that happened to me, like the person who referred me to, I mean, referred this couple to me, told me she was yeah. referring the couple and said, now, don't go all spiritual on them. They're not into any of that. And, 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 yeah, and like, okay. And I met with them and heard, you know, great love there and everything. And I mm. thought, how am I going to do this? And then I remembered, or it was planted in me probably, sure, that, right. oh, anywhere that I would normally stay in the presence of the divine, in the presence of God, I would just say in the presence of love. Oh, sweet. And that was very powerful for me to really, it was like my own lesson, one in the same, God Mm, and love. And so I have loved you with an everlasting love. Mm. I have drawn you with unfailing kindness. And that phrase right there says, it may Mm -hmm. not look like kindness, but as Michael Beckwith says, life is happening for you, not just yeah. to you. And to me, this phrase here, I have drawn you with unfailing kindness. And it must be the sense that 
it might be challenging because that next line is, I will build you up again. And yeah. it made me, it, and, and this was all really influential. I think this is what Lisa was just, when she referenced a, another quote that I sent from my own book. Yeah. Well, you know, I've written a couple of 11th century spiritual fictions. Again, if there's any old time <laughs> celebrating lifers. <laughs> I remember those. Yeah. My Rhiannon books. Yeah. Well, I have another more modern fiction that I'm just getting ready to uh, digitally, have digitally published. And it's called wow. Shattered Vessel. And I want to give a quote from it. This quote is spoken sure. by a very forward-thinking priest whose character was definitely influenced by Ron. Because he was mm. my spiritual father. It's, it's not yeah. Ron in disguise, but right. there's definitely Ron within this priest. And yeah. fortunately, while I did see Ron and now have Padre, you know, to continue to hold space and guide me and more deeply foster my connection and surrender to the divine Unlike the character in the book, I wasn't moving from abuse and drugs and prostitution. I don't have a, a, a dramatic story like that. Well, you know what, though? Let's, to be totally transparent, though, I think sure. there were times that I have prostituted myself out of oh, fear right. and not held yeah. a position or held yeah. to a truth or sold mm -hmm. off in some way. So yeah. I, I think I have to own that piece. But anyway, I wasn't dealing with prostitution in the form that most people think about with that word. Right. So mm -hmm. anyway, to arrive at a surrendered relationship with God in order to be a conduit for the divine. And Father Ellis, who is the priest in my book, held a space for and guided the main character, Dolores, who indeed did have that huge challenge. And it's okay. in the last 10 pages of the book, that the reason for the title, Shattered Vessel, is revealed. Father Ellis, in a speech acknowledging towards the end of the book, the end of, you know, this part of her journey, acknowledges right. Dolores' accomplishments and the gifts she is now able to offer others. So what he says mm. is, sometimes the vessel needs to shatter in order to be knit back together into its inherent holiness. May we all find the same courage to crack and then mend with such grace. Mm -hmm. wow. And the potency of this, of course, is it doesn't get much lower on a human scale, a human judgment scale of being a drug addict, a prostitute, you know, you know, no self-esteem from an, a history of abuse to discovering this grace that was always there, waiting. Mm. I have drawn you with unfailing kindness. I will build yeah. you up again. And that's, that's such that's, a, yeah. Such that's a beautiful a quote. And, you know, your story <laughs> just, it wraps it around. It's like mm -hmm. the seed gets watered just by that quote, and there's so much potency in that quote because it, it tells the steps that is needed. And in the end, I still will build you up. And it's like, even in our own, you know, if we're serving another person, trying to walk another person through this journey, but in that process, sometimes we get broken 
again <laughs> and trying to help someone yeah. else. But in That's the right. end, we get built it up. And I, I just That's love right. that. And I love your stories. Now, I know, Liza, you have a, a Meister Eckhart quote, I believe, and I think it would fit perfectly oh. in here. Okay. Let me see if I can find that one. I have a, can I, can I add a, sure. I actually have a Pema Chodron yeah, quote, quote that feels yeah. really, really related. And it was, your quote was on my mind, Susie, when I chose it. It says, compassion is not a relationship between healer and the wounded. It's a relationship between equals. Only when we know our own darkness can we be present with the darkness of others. Compassion becomes real when we recognize our shared humanity. That, you know, that there's an inner prostitute in all of us. There's an inner padre in all of us. Mm -hmm. And it's this union and this this healing within us of of the woundedness and the healer, you know, that that as healers and as shepherds and doulas and midwives, we get to birth that union between those two so that, you know, that our jobs are really not needed after a while. My, I'm constantly trying to put myself out of a job so that I can give the gift that I'm of doulaship, of, of midwifery to my client and they can carry that inside themselves. So I really, I really loved Loved your quote, Susie. It really inspired me. Thank you. Well, it really does have a dynamic there, and that quote, and it's very enticing to read the book when it comes out. When it's supposed <laughs> to be coming out, Susie? Uh, in the next couple of months, it'll be available. Okay. I'm just doing Great. all the getting the electronic thing all done. <laughs> <laughs> I understand yeah, that. Yes, for sure. You know, there's such a rich um, culture that we're swimming in right now, coming into spring, you know, in the natural, but yet we also sense in the spirit that we're breaking forth. It's like break the bloom. It's like we can tell something new's on the horizon, still holding our feet in the ground, <laughs> that groundedness, but knowing that something inside is going to spring forth and it's going to have beautiful fruit. But it's really, I call it our devotion, our prayer, our meditation, that actually supports the seed and then the sprout and the stalk and the the blossoms that come forth and the fruit, if it's a tree, you know, or a flower, the fragrance. All of that is within us. Like Susie, Mm -hmm. the the butterfly, those inner imaginary wings are ready to fly. And I feel that's part of, what we're sensing right now is with God's help, you know, with the angels that we really allow our own brokenness or being invisible, as Liza said, is talk yourself out of a job in a sense. And mm-hmm. Ron Roth used to say that because he'd say, well, if I can heal this 100 people, he goes, I'll, I won't have a job, but there's more to come. You know, there's always more. So just do what's in front of you. And I think each of you are having clients you understand that in a very prophetic way. If we open up our listening heart, we will hear their heart and hopefully bring them to that place of healing, reconciliation, which a lot of times is part of that. And then just to overcome and allow grace to take us to that another step. And I love that. I love that about our community. I know Rick Sheff, he 
wrote a book on shattering. I can't think of the whole title, but it's in the same genre in a sense of when we're broken the most, even though it's not the most uncomfortable, it is the most uncomfortable experience, but yet coming from that is just beautiful. You know, I've said it many times when Ron Roth died, that was my brokenness. You know, it was for two or three years before I mm-hmm. actually could feel the ground again feeling something growing in there, and it was all about me letting go, which my wisdom, I couldn't figure that one out. <laughs> I thought I'd <laughs> let go of Ron, but it was let go of my concepts of Ron and concepts of ministry. So it all depends on our makeup and what we're willing to give up, but it really is about surrendering our entire life and seeing it in a different way. Can I say I something more? Can sure. I say something more globally here? Because I think it's really germane. We, we have a focus on our individual lives and, you know, the individual journey and maybe the journey as a community. I think right, right now in the world, there are so, you know, we talk about broken, right? Broken mm. systems. We have a broken, oh, I don't care yeah. what side of what equation anybody's on. It's not about that. <laughs> it's about right. we have a broken medical system. It's been broken for a long time. You know, I've been very mm. aware of it for over 30 years. We have yeah. a broken educational system in many ways. Mm. We have a lot of our religious institutions as the yeah. formal religions. There's a lot of broken pieces in the system and yeah. it's really gotten i mean you nobody needs me to to say this to get offer this reflection that it's got we've gotten very polarized in the midst of yeah. as a as a it's not even just as a country as a global it almost doesn't feel yeah. like family in some ways right it's really mm-hmm. been polarized and if you know some of the backstories involved with this which is nothing to go into now, it, it could be a little bit, a lot a bit scary of like what yeah. is going on and what is it going to look like, this new normal and, you know, for better <laughs> yeah. or for seemingly better for some, seemingly worse. I mean, what is right. it? And this to me is, the, is, a, is like this global manifestation of, It'll take a higher power, I think about, you know, to, to heal, to resolve. And I think about if people are familiar with uh, David Hawkins and yeah. power versus force, I think about there's yeah. so many forces which don't all seem particularly helpful or benevolent <laughs> or even benign. Right. Yeah. At, at, you know, loose. I don't care which ones you want to label what. There's, they're just right. been really loosed during this yeah. time. And, mm-hmm. and, I th- and, and that is a little bit scary with all the technologies around to amplify that. And yeah. I think constantly about David Hawkins' concept that power and he's referencing consciousness divine spiritual power if anybody's read his book power versus force he's he's saying it's that power that will defeat the force of these lower vibrational challenges and and to me this is just so visible 
you know, in and of ourselves, I don't think humanity can solve this baby mm. where we're at mm-hmm. and all the challenges, right. the environmental ones, the health ones, uh, the crisis of the Gaia herself. But if yeah. we all rise, and I think we're being broken open as a, as a race, not just a oh, culture, yeah. as, as a right. species or something, and some of our hubris and our arrogance and, and our yeah. feeling, talk about ego, like we know better than right. God. We know better yeah. than Mother Nature right. in all these different ways. That, that we're being broken open and more and more people we have to turn as, organ, as individuals, as organizations, as cultures, as different communities, we have to come together and open to this in whatever ways, flavors, colors that are real and authentic to that community, to this divine grace I think that's the only way we heal. So your theme, mm-hmm. Break to Bloom, I think is happening on a global scale. And, and it's the one, I'm not going to say the one. There's probably many, many beautiful things happening <laughs> that hopefully right. we're, all, we're all being touched by them because they provide resilience for us and remembrance. Yeah. But one of, the mo- one of the really beautiful things is all the people, all the communities, all the organizations coming together in prayer and or service yeah. to minister That's to the global well pain. Cause, and it is happening if we're tuning in. And I think there's many groups like the oneness. There's many out there that I call it have the heart. You know, we might not have the language, but we have the heart. And within that, I think that's really what's going to take us. And like you, Susie, and Liza, like, what's going on? I think everybody has verbalized that themselves. So it is a global thing. It's not just a padre thing. And especially (laughs) when our health gets challenged, our finances get challenged, whatever it might be, it's, you know, there's so many but if we don't have a resource or a, a grounding or that viral, that point of contact, to me it's spirit of God that we miss out. We're still searching. I search every day, but yet my grounding is God, and then I'm looking for that flavor of God mm-hmm. every day. And as we mm-hmm. close our, our teleclass tonight, I do want to, and I thank you for saying that, Susie, kind of make it a global prayer. And I'm going to mm-hmm. ask Liz, and I'm going to ask, Susie, and then I'll follow with myself of closing this, and you joining us in this prayer because it is a, it's in your heart. It's who you are. It's why you tuned in tonight. We all want to be loved, but we also want to serve humanity and just bring the goodness of God to ourselves and each other, and that will be our gift given back to you tonight, and then you pass it on to others. So, Liza, can I ask you to uh, yeah. offer prayer, and then I'll have follow yeah. through with Susie then tonight. Thank you. I was I was called to offer um, the names of the divine from all different communities, so this this works out well. Beautiful. Um, yeah. yeah. So go ahead. And just join me. I'm going to put my hand on my heart and take okay. a few breaths and just come back to center. And our shared intention for healing tonight. Come, come Abba, 
come absolute, come Allah, come Atman, come Brahma, Buddha, Christ, come consciousness, come divine, come Kali, Gaya, Kuan Yin, Inanna, Mother, come Mary, come Mary, come Mary, Sophia, Ruha, Breath, come Radiance, Mystery, Emptiness, the Beautiful Void, the Cosmic Womb, Unity, Oneness, the Unknowable, come Higher Self, Legion of Angels, Realms of All Deities, come Infinite everything and nothingness, Jehovah, Krishna, Shiva, Shakti, the great spirit, come, dreamer, come, dreamer, the space of infinite potential, come, flow of life, Tao, the river, the current, come, Holy Spirit, come, Come presence, be with us. Be with us in the way we can feel you and be you. Ignite our flame within. Create a space of healing and cosmic love. Infuse each breath. Come. Thank you, God. Thank you, God, for being with us in all your forms and all your names. Thank you for being in union. Amen. Amen. I love that global oneness. That's so beautiful, Liza. So beautiful. Thank you, Padre. Susie, can you follow? Beloved one, we are your instruments. Ever allow and help us allow your presence, your healing love, grace, and wisdom to pour to and through us. Anoint us in this in each moment as your sacred vessel that we may ever, ever offer your healing power and presence to all those knowingly and unknowingly seeking such. And as Ron would say, a little paraphrasing here, come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful and your forgetful. Kindle in us the fire, the flame of your divine love. Send forth your sacred wisdom and you shall renew the face of the planet. Cause the ark of your divine might to rest upon us. And grant us peace, potency, remembrance, surrender. I'm an ever, ever present font of love. And for this and so much more, we are so very, very grateful. Amen. Two beautiful bridges of prayer. I love that. You know, in my closing prayer, I just want to acknowledge the bridge, but also the pain that some of you might be experiencing. You talked about break the bloom. 
in whatever situation you find yourself today or last weekend or coming up this week or weekend, there's, there's a place for all of us to step into. And sometimes it's ourselves that have to go through this process. But others, we will be able to assist in transitioning. I just helped my cousin transition from hospice, and he just passed away. The funeral was today. And just to hear from his family the help that our family showed up on Saturday for. And it, uh, he was nervous. He wouldn't talk about death. And then after our, our visit, our prayers, he was very joyful, and he talked about death. And it's like in two days he was passed so it's such a beautiful transition, knowing that your words matter, my words matter. And when we can open up and just become that vessel and a simple prayer, a simple decree, a simple being quiet, don't say anything. You know, those whispers from the heaven, whispers from our heart. When we take that in, and as you were listening tonight, something arose within you. Something, maybe it was a challenge, maybe it was a pain, um, maybe it was a memory. We're just going to allow the Holy Spirit now to do her magnificent work and just send the healing power of kindness towards you, within you, uprooting the root uprooting the dis-ease. And like Yeshua says, he, he cuts away the branches so it can have greater fruit. So we just allow this spirit, this present moment, to take you beyond your pain and allow that divine presence to flow inner through us and just cutting the root of this dis-ease and allowing the fullness of the breath of God, the Ruach, to grow new branches, new streams, new relationships. I thank you, O Lord our God, for that divine light, that devotion that we talked about, that stillness of breath. And allow the Holy of Holies for our prayers to nurture that container. Our meditation, our quietness, the stillness, the solitude. For it's the, the as Susie would say, the gubla, the transformation <sighs> that each of us are going through right now. And it can become something brand new that has wings on it, that will carry us to a new place of health, consciousness, and well-being. So just like the butterfly, we're in this beautiful place for that resurrection power to come through and that magical disc to begin to become form now, to fulfill promises, mm. decrees, legacies, and I thank you, O oh Lord, our God, for our spiritual father, Padre Ron, and all the beautiful teachers, spiritual teachers that have gone before us and now live among us. Their spiritual words, their spiritual roots can go down deep. And we can become the next healer 
the next yogi, the next prayer person, the, the monk, the ordain, the student, the accolade, the friar, whatever God's calling you to become, the next brother, the next sister, the next friend. Those are qualities that only God has within each of us, try, not trying, but allowing grace to manifest that in your life and my life. So I seal in the good work of Yeshua in your life and homes in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Amen.